0: and welcome to Subject ACT on x 98.3 FM. I'm Nathan Gubler. I was trawling through my social media feed the other week when I found a video which was spooking a campaign called the Australian Reading Hour, which is actually happening this week on Thursday. It's uh, encouraging Australians, all Australians, to pick up a book, preferably an Australian book, and spend one hour with it. Uh, as an avid book reader myself, I uh, was immediately struck by this and really needed to get in contact with someone to talk more about it. So I uh, had the pleasure of receiving a phone call from Cheryl Arkell, who is on the committee of the Australian Reading Hour, and uh, this is our chat. Cheryl, welcome to Subject ACT.
1: Hello, Nathan. How are you?
0: Great. Thank you. Uh, Cheryl, can you tell us a little bit about the Australian Reading Hour?
1: Yes. The Australian Reading Hour, is it's this Thursday, um, and we are celebrating this Thursday, the 14th of September, and we're celebrating reading. So, it's a bit like Earth Hour. What we're asking people to do is just to stop what you're doing for any hour that day and read. It's as simple as that.
0: And um, that's in coordination with uh, libraries and other organisations? Yes,
1: libraries, definitely. Um, bookshops, um, all sorts of people. Everybody who loves books can get involved. um, But the uh, initiative was brought together by um, ALIA, which is a representation of uh, libraries in Australia, publishers and booksellers. Now, I want to give you a few facts, Nathan, and I don't know if you know this, but reading reduces stress by 68%. Mm. Relieving stress more quickly than listening to music, going for a walk or having a cup of tea. Hmm. it's it's, it's really the in terms of australians and in terms of reading there's some remarkable um statistics and australians are great readers
0: yeah they're not um very well known statistics really like the stress a lot of people associate um reading with hard work but uh, it seems that the majority of australians wouldn't make that uh, assumption
1: no that's right and do you know it's It's only hard work if you don't find the right book to read. Mm. Once you get it, as you know probably, once you get into a book that you enjoy uh, and find a genre that you enjoy, then it's just pure bliss and very, very easy to do.
0: Yeah, and I read um, that Australians, uh, their number one preference is crime fiction. Uh, Can you speculate a little little bit as to why that is?
1: (laughs) It is actually, and crime, female crime fiction is on the rise. Oh, okay, right,
0: yeah. yeah,
1: Yes, I think Gone Girl set the trend, um, and since then, uh, it it has just grown, uh, you know, worldwide, but particularly in Australia. I mean, we've got some fabulous crime writers. The Dry, I guess. Um, uh, That's been a very successful Australian crime book. uh, And that's by Jane Harper. But I think crime is just pure escapism. I mean, you know, I think readers of crime, me included, it Mm. doesn't mean that we're actually interested in true crime. It means we're interested in mystery. And I think also, too, with crime, it's always resolved. Mm. And usually, it's a good ending. Mm. So that The escape is escape element. I think just to sit there and just completely get away from what you've been doing that day or whatever might be on your mind, and just go into another world.
0: I've heard speculation as well that um, it's to do with uh, like a bit of a bit of voyeurism, to do with uh, seeing the dark side of humanity without getting too close to it.
1: Yeah, that could be that too. I, I guess for me, it is. It's it's, a, it's the page turner element of it. What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? And that's why it's it's usually easy reading as well. Um, But, you know, we've got some great Australian crime writers, Um, Michael Robotham, as I said, Jane Harper, um, Emma Visich, there's so many of them. Um, And again, you know, uh, people who love crime devour them.
0: Pretty unusual, uh, you know, to de-stress with something like a crime novel. But one of the facts that I saw on the Australian uh, Reading Hour um, information was that uh, a good story actually has good biological um, effects on the brain.
1: Yeah, it does. It does. And I think, but you know, I mean, it, it's often said that we only need three things in life. We need food, we need shelter, and we need stories. Hmm. And we are all... Always thinking of stories, you know. you're just even commuting to work, you're thinking about how you're going to get there, and in a sense, that's a story. But when you sit down with a good book that's been well written, well constructed, the journey that that takes you, the biological effects, I think, are one is relieving stress, but two, just going for that journey, taking yourself to another place.
0: Hmm. Um. So recently. Uh SBS Insight were doing an episode on literacy levels for adults, and it was actually um, remarkably high. It was about 44% of adults, uh, according to the ABS, probably wouldn't even be able to read a book, at least according to what I understood. It seems a bit of a juxtaposition between uh, the popularity of reading and uh, these literacy levels.
1: Mm, That's interesting. I I haven't seen those statistics, and I didn't see that show. But, you, you know, I mean the australian Hour is about reading and it's not about literacy however um, okay. they do go hand in hand yeah. um and you know i think the more um the more people the, the diversity in this country sometimes um skews those statistics uh in a sense that uh, you know there there would be many australians that aren't reading english as fluently as they mm, yeah. they are right. uh, but that will happen in time Um, I think um, Australians are good readers um, and literacy. I mean, I guess it's about education and uh, our schooling system.
0: Yeah. um, And it's also been proven that um, children who are read to, Mm. you know, their their literacy levels are extremely better than uh, children who aren't read to. You know,
1: it's, Total joy reading to children. I don't know if you if you've ever done it, Nathan, but you know it's one of my favourite things. Just to see their faces and their engagement with a book, and I don't know any child who doesn't enjoy that process. The bedtime reading, the reading, you know, when you get home from school, and reading for pleasure. Do you know what I always say to to parents that are struggling with um, children and reading? Is reading is very very important for literacy, but also to reading. Uh, make it a fun activity, make mm. it a play activity. I mean, have books in the toy box and bring them out. Don't set it aside as if you're doing homework, just read for fun. Mm. Yeah, read at bedtime. Tell a story. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I've had a discussions before on subject ACT about arts and arts is often um, pitched as well as like trying to have all these um, sorts of, I don't know, more tactile uh, benefits. And that's what... Um, The literacy thing reminds me of that people might uh, promote reading as boosting literacy, but there is far more benefit than that.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's important to be literal, it's important to be reading, but just remember, just do it for pleasure. And, you know, particularly boys um, and reluctant readers, uh, I think sometimes we lose them because we're not giving them the right books and we're not encouraging them to read for pleasure and also too I mean it is this is why we need Australian writers because we need to be be able to identify ourselves too in stories so you know um, little boys that are growing up need to see themselves in the story I mean we need to have diversity we need to have all it Australian connection we need to have all sorts of things so the reader actually identifies with the story as well and I think that's particularly important um, as we're developing readers.
0: Um, the reluctant re- readers thing kind of reminded me of something that I've, uh, come up, again, uh, come up, uh, upon, uh, now and again is, uh, people who, uh, uh, assigned reading tasks to do in high school and in university by the end of their, uh, academic career, they kind of, uh, kind of get sick of reading and uh, can't stand to pick up a book after, um, after all that. Yeah.
1: yeah, do you know, Nathan, I can't tell you how many times I've sat next to somebody at a dinner party or been at drinks or whatever and people will say to me, you know, I tell them what I do for, for a job and they will say, oh, they'll confess, <laughs> oh, I haven't <laughs> I haven't read a book since I was 18 or yeah. I haven't read a book since I was 17. But usually the reason is they don't know what to read for pleasure anymore okay? Uh, and they're not confident about walking into a bookshop because they haven't done it or even a library. And so I just give them a couple of tips. But really, I mean, we've got such good resources too to finding good books. You know, there's so many good bookshops. There's public libraries are fantastic for that Um, and really you just need to get be introduced to a book um, and get hooked that's what it's about and once you do once you give somebody a book you think they're going to like that's it they're on their way
0: kind of on that point of um, people not knowing what to read there is uh the often touted literary canon which you know people can talk about charles dickens and james joyce without having actually read them do you think things like uh, literary canons can be a bit of a, a weight on people. Like... A
1: deterrent? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a little bit of snobbery sometimes. We were only just talking about that this morning. There's a little bit of snobbery sometimes between, you know, what we classify as popular fiction and perhaps literary fiction. Um, you know, and sometimes, you know, uh, the, some people don't want either of those to, to meet. But, you know, I'm not like that at all. i um, it it really is just about reading and it's about good story that's what it's about and if you find an author that writes something that you like to read i don't care whether it's you know it's commercial fiction it's popular fiction it's literary fiction just read it and enjoy it
0: Mm. you're listening to subject act uh this is a, a conversation i had with cheryl Arkle, who's spokesperson of the australian reading hour which is going to be an event on this thursday where people are in- going to be encouraged to pick up a book and have a good old-fashioned read for an hour uh stay tuned for the conversation as it continues um there was another uh Really interesting statistic here that two times more Australians enjoy reading for pleasure than playing organised sport. And I oh, know. No. I, a, sorry? I saw that. I love that. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, and also uh, one of the uh, subtitles for the reading hour is uh, This Sporting Nation, but Sporting Crossed Out.
1: And it's a reading nation. Yeah. We really are a reading nation. Now, I don't have the exact figures for this, but we actually sell more books per capita than, say, the US and the UK. Yeah, so when wow. you get phenomenons like Harry Potter, The Da Vinci Code, um, we actually sell more volume of those books than they do, in, particularly in the UK and the US. So we, are, we have big readers, big, big, big readers in this country, and that's fantastic. And I think it's a result of our education system as well. You mm. come out of the schooling system uh, in this country and you'll be a reader. It's a matter then of, you know, finding what you like to read.
0: Mm. Um, yeah. And on that point, um, we compared to other, uh, art forms, Australians seem to support Australian writers more, um, than in other art forms, don't they?
1: Yeah, I don't know that. I do know that they support Australian writers, whether mm. they do it more than any art form, I'm not quite sure. Mm. But, you know, I mean, I think Australian writers, in terms of, if we're looking at the book industry as a whole, it, Australian writing represents 30 to 40% of that industry at the moment, and that's terrific figure. Yeah. As I say, people like to identify with the story. They like to see their own culture, themselves in it, um, and I think that that's really important. And also, Australian writers are really good writers. Mm. And they do have, you know, I mean, we've Richard Flanagan, he won the Booker Prize. Peter Carey's won the Booker Prize. Mm. Tom Keneally's won the Booker Prize. I mean, they're up there against international writers, and they perform very well. I was recently in New York interviewing US authors, and there wasn't an author that I spoke to that couldn't list Australian authors that they loved reading.
0: Mm, mm. Um, uh, there was a video, actually, uh, promoting the Australian Reading Hour, which was... Um, about uh, certain personalities reading That's internet right. comments. <laughs> That's right. Is there... Because uh, I guess, you know, someone could you know, argue that people are reading more than ever because people are reading Facebook and Twitter every day. So they are. They um, are. But uh, obviously you'd argue that there are huge differences between reading, um, I don't know, 50 news articles that are given to you on your Facebook versus sitting down with a book and really thinking about one or two different topics?
1: Well, I think that's where the literacy and the reading comes in. I mean, you do need to be able to read and you do need to be able to, you know, read news articles and everything else and the like. And I'm a voracious reader of, of news. Um, but I think reading books, um, it's reading, but it's a different pleasure entirely.
0: And um, the Australian reading our uh, information also... Uh, gave, uh, what's, what's now kind of a well-known fact about, uh, empathy building, uh, with books that, uh, readers are far more likely to empathize with other people.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. But you think about yourself when you've read, and particularly when you read fiction, and, you know, I mean, fiction is not meant to be true, but there is so much truth in fiction. Um, And when you read a book, I mean, I'm reading Richard Flanagan's First Person at the moment, and when I'm reading that, and there are characters in there that I don't like, that I actually quite despise, and there's characters in there that I like. But you start to see things. If you're reading, and it's a good writer, you start to see the different views of other people. So you might not like them, but you have a greater understanding of why they're behaving like that. Mm. And I think that that's really important um, because fiction particularly, which is one of my favourite genres, um, I'm more of a fiction reader than I am a non-fiction reader. It's really um, insightful, I think, um, it, particularly good writing. It, it, it opens up your mind to so many thoughts and ideas.
0: Yeah, and uh, particularly Australian writing as well for Australian readers. I'm currently reading Loaded by Christos Chalkas. Nathan,
1: I read that book in manuscript years ago.
0: I loved it. No way. (laughs)
1: Yeah?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, amazing because I have family members who would qualify as second-generation migrants and experience uh, foreign to me, but having read that, um kind of makes me understand uh their story even though i don't particularly yeah. exactly
1: yeah i mean you know that's the same with the slap and it's the same with barracuda i mean you know um christos li- live you know is a greek australian and and you get that story uh, and this is what i think you know people reading about other cultures um within australia um is it it shows greater empathy you you begin to understand people more
0: um there was I was reading a, uh, that there's going to be a Parliamentary Friends of um, Reading and Australian Writing, is that right?
1: That's right, tomorrow night in Canberra.
0: Yeah. So um, what, is that just about politicians coming together to promote, uh, promote reading and writing?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, yes. Um, but, but I guess um, in a way what it says to me is that everybody is passionate about reading and Australian writers. Um, And that's why they're getting together. They're just bringing an awareness uh, to reading and writing in this country.
0: Um, David Maher, who's a really great um, biographer of politicians, he uh, often mentions the favourite book of certain politicians and kind of draws that in as like a major point of uh, someone's personality.
1: Yeah, I think so. But don't you think when you see somebody reading I mean I'm the same, if I see somebody reading on the bus or the train when I'm commuting, uh, I'm always desperate to find out what they're reading. So, you know, if they've got it laid out on their lap, I want them to hold it up. And I don't um, know
0: if I don't know if I want to admit that in public. <laughs> People might get a bit bit worried. But yeah, no, I know exactly I do do what that. you yeah. I yeah. want to
1: see it. So I you know, hopefully they've <laughs> They they lift the book up to some point and I can see what they're reading. And it does. It says a lot about a person. But, you know, in a good way. It's not being judgmental in a bad way. It's like, you know, oh, I get that. Do you know, I worked as a bookseller for a very long time on the shop floor and people used to come in very often and say to me, oh, now I want this book. I saw this woman reading it on the train and it's got, you know, a green green cover with a blue spine, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what it is? Mm -hmm. And they are. They're influenced by what other people are reading as well.
0: Mm. um uh, before we let you go um just wanted to talk a little bit about uh libraries and using libraries uh i love
1: libraries yeah
0: same and um i don't know how the old library is going are people going as more than as as more than ever or
1: better than ever because libraries were fantastic and not just in australia globally libraries have been fantastic at reinventing themselves they're a community hub they've adapted so well to um you know, social media, e-technology, audio. I mean, they are the leaders in in, uh, audio books and in e-books. You know, they have lending services for for just about everything. But also, too, you know, when I go to a library, what warms my heart a lot is just seeing people in there doing what they're doing, either reading the paper, reading a book, listening to an e-book, um, and I was in libraries just recently, and I saw all these kids, and just in a local public library, studying for their um, for their school exams. And I'm mm. just like, that's so fantastic that that's a destination. I think I think libraries are on a growth trajectory.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, that's kind of similar to what I read about um, physical books as opposed to e-books. That physical books are, um, mm. it's looking like they're here to stay for a while yet.
1: Oh, they are. So what? What has happened? Um, you know, it was a real disruption, um, and and none of us can deny that when e-books came first came into the market, and people didn't know where that where that was going to go. Was it going to make the the physical book obsolete? Well, you know, and nobody knew. But what has happened is, you know, ten years later. It has become a format. So people like to read in different formats. Mm. They like to read a physical book. They might like to read an e-book. They might like to read an audio book. I mean, audio books are growing exponentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so these becoming just different formats. So people just read however they want to read, which is great.
0: And none, no uh, format is particularly better than the other. They all have their strengths, correct?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's all about the users and how you want to do it. I mean, you know... it. For me, it depends on what I'm doing and how busy I am. I have so much reading to do that sometimes I read an audio book because I'm walking. So I'll walk to work and listen to an audio book. But if I'm home lounging about, you know, I pick up the physical book. Um, And and if I'm traveling, I use the e-book. But some people are just wedded to e books Some people are just wedded to audio and some people are just wedded to physical.
0: Yeah. I know for my mind, my uh, Kindle barely got used. I wasn't able to make that transition. I, I think I missed the boat on that one. But I, I, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, a lot of
1: people still doing it. Yeah. Just
0: jumping, people just jumping whenever to the new formats.
1: Yeah. It's really, really convenient when you're traveling, if you like. I mean, like me, I, I really love a physical book. But when I'm traveling, rather than you know throwing four or five hard copies in my suitcase, I'll go digital.
0: Uh, Cheryl, we are running out of time. Thanks so much for speaking to us about the Australian Reading Hour. Can you give the listener uh, just the essential details as to uh, how they can participate and find out more information?
1: Well, they can just visit our website, um, australianreadinghour.org.au. It's this Thursday, the 14th of September, and all you need to do is just stop and read for an hour. It's as simple as that, and encourage your friends to do the same.
0: And uh, Cheryl, what book are you planning to read for the hour?
1: Uh, well, I'm still. I've just started reading um, Richard Flanagan's book, First yep. Person, and I'm enjoying it thoroughly. And I'm three quarters of the way through, so I'm not sure whether I, I might have finished it before Thursday. But if I haven't, I'm going to pick up. Um, I'm going to pick up Emma Visick's bo- book, um, and it's called "And the Fire Came Down."
0: Okay. Yeah, so
1: that's what I'm reading. She's a wonderful Australian crime writer.
0: Oh, I haven't heard of her before. I'll have to uh, follow up on that one. Cheryl, thanks so much for speaking to us on Subject ACT.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Nathan. Thanks for having me.
0: That's all we have time. <clears throat> Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today on Subject ACT. You can find this and other episodes in podcast form on our SoundCloud page or in the iTunes store. You can also find us on Facebook or... Or on our website 2 au, and you can become a subscriber. Stay tuned for more quality programming on your people-powered radio station 2x 98.3 FM.